back. This is ep- season two, episode eight. I'm glad you <laughs> Just remember. Freestyling because the way stage. my brain is functioning today, like already my eyes have started to water. <laughs> This is this. I hope this isn't how the show is gonna go for me. <laughs> Someone, I'm gonna hang in there, guys. I'm doing it for you. We're doing it for you. We're doing it for you, our lovely <laughs> listeners. Thank you. Welcome back to um, our podcast, Two Girls and a Mic. Mm-hmm. And so, let's just get into it. What we, what are we discussing today? One of the first things I think we're gonna have to discuss. I think we're gonna have to discuss oh, them phones, them phones, them dry phones, them phones, them phones, them dry phones, them phones, them phones, them dry phones. I'm glad you're happy. <laughs> Let pissed. me just say, I liked it. I'm pissed. Everyone oh, who like, you see, sometimes it's necessary. <laughs> Everyone who liked the last episode, remember, liked. I ain't gone any further than that. <laughs> Everyone who liked the last episode of Game of Thrones, put your hand up and say, I. I. Biggest <laughs> dumb- You're not included. <laughs> Every time you ask me your opinion, you're trying to come off mic. This time be quiet. Okay. <laughs> right, La, what were your grievances with Game of Thrones? Today, you said you only wanted to do an hour of this show. If you want to know our grievances, we're going to go a hell of a lot longer than an hour. Because all I know is, let me tell you about my week. My week consists of getting up every day at five o'clock in the morning. So if you, as a show, have me up at 2 a.m., you better come with come with everything. With the fire. You better come with everything. If you literally have people taking time out of their lives for five years, waiting, waiting for a final that is so and that kind of like dots all the I's and crosses all the T's and makes entire sense, then the yeah, then you've got... Then, no, this is my time. <laughs> let me get there. Let me land, yeah? What? I just have one question. What was the point of John being a Targaryen if the idiot didn't make not one use of it? What was the point? Why did you reveal that? There was no point to it. You made Sam go for... Poor Sam fight. Remember episode three? Where Sam was there on the ground fighting everything and everyone. Why? When my yeah. man's there revealing, John, guess what? That's you true. are the truth. What What was the point? I mean... And do you know what really, really, really irks me the most? Yeah. Right. You know what really <laughs> maddened my brain the most? You see my girl Brienne, yeah? That's my homie. You oh, had her God. writing in a book oh, for Jamie Lannister, on, like some idiot. No, no, in real no, life, no. do you think she would have done? Listen, let me no. tell you what she would have done, because this is what I would have done. I'd be like, yeah, give me that book. The <laughs> way I would have rewritten some book. things. I'm like, yeah. Jamie Lannister is a dickhead. <laughs> let me tell you about this incestuous, twincestuous, <laughs> nasty somebody <laughs> who came and bothered me. Ruined me in ways unimaginable and he then went and, t- and go and sleep with his sister again, which is why he's, you know, six foot under currently. Yeah. I mean. With his one hand. Move. I mean, I see. I can, I can, I can feel. Had her writing. <laughs> writing. What's she writing for? I feel your frustration. Just <laughs> angry at the whole thing. I can feel Tyrion crying at his sister, crying about the sister who never gave the toss about you. What are you bawling for? I know. That was a lie. Tyrion wouldn't care. It'd be like, good. I loved, do you know what? I think, I think there were, I think it was a nice way to tie up certain things. So let me just say the bits that I did like, because I do see, I do see where you're coming from, La, <laughs> and I feel your frustration. No, man, you don't feel nothing yet. I ain't done. Go ahead. 
<laughs> I genuinely feel your frustrations. But I have to say, there were things that I, I thought, you know me, ever since mm. I've been watching it, I've said to you, I think Peter Dinklage and the character. Yeah, he's Tyrion, amazing. Like, he excellent. did magic with that last episode simply because he was given so much crap yeah. to work with. But what he did with it was amazing. I think his, his the opening scenes of them walking through essentially the ashes of all the burnt um, people and his face was mm. just you know yeah thunderous mm. thunderous and just you know he I, th- I think he carried that really well I actually I actually really loved the scene of him crying over his buried siblings when he found them in the rubble Aww. I thought that that was I thought that was a really touching scene <laughs> and again I thought it was a great little moment or, or, or quite a big moment should I say because of the relationship that you know he didn't share mm. with Cersei, but the relationship that we know he did share with Jamie because mm. of him freeing so him this is the thing I was and like, hugging him and I think all of he's that. only crying for Jamie. No, no, no. I think he was I definitely <laughs> think he was crying. I definitely think he was crying for both of them. Mm. And his cry was not just a sad weeping, because remember when then he started to like hit the some of the he was picking away at the rubble and he started just hitting it down mm. it was almost a frustration and i think that fr- that that was a well shown frustration and that was a great acted a greatly acted scene because then i feel as though that tied in quite neatly to him having begged begged um Jamie to like ring the bell because he didn't want all those people to yeah, die yeah. so th- and then these were just two more in his mind, wasted lives. And I think that came through. And I think, um, I think it was, that was, you know, he didn't take no pleasure. He didn't take any pleasure in seeing Cersei dead. It was, so I, but I, I think his, his, and I think his, his um, grieving at that moment was for them both. And I thought that was a great scene. Just even looking at it, those were the three Lannister siblings. Like, Mm. that's what became of them. And who's still figuratively standing? Tyrion, which is like madness anyway. So I loved that. Um, I'll tell you where, let, let me, instead of saying what I really liked, because sometimes, you know, I say that good scenes and good things speak for themselves. I'll tell you where, why, I can see why people would just be let down because it just felt a bit rushed. So, for example, Jamie, not Jamie, sorry, John and Daenerys were on kind of like frosty terms. Mm. You could see already, you know, that she's not even, she's just wondering what's going to happen now because she knows that he's really the rightful heir, etc., etc. Anyway, after everything's said and done, and they he goes, she's in the throne room, and then he goes in there, and then they're chatting. All of a sudden, she starts reminiscing about, oh, do you know, when I was... And it just seemed, that just seemed mm. odd. That switch into that mode seemed odd, when she's just trying to be all sweetness and light. And then them kissing, and then, of course, that's when he kills her. It was almost like... You know, you were saying that <clears throat> Cersei's death wasn't you know it wasn't kind of explosive enough and mm. I, I actually thought it was it, it, I thought that was a you know an apt death especially now when you saw him Tyrion going back to removing the rubble and seeing them as they were like embraced I was like oh. anyway <laughs> um I feel like 
Daenerys's death at Jon's hands was a load of bollocks. Mm. Just the what? The one knife going in, and it's so the and then the blood, and then that's it. That's what I'm Are saying. You so unsatisfying. Like that was definitely unsatisfying. It was so, oh, for flip's sake! Uh, but 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 do you know what was worse than that? I think what was worse than that scene was then. Okay, yeah, we saw Drogon and him melt the, mm. the throne and etc. etc. But what was worse than that was all of a sudden it's like, oh, we're just seeing Grey Worm take Tyrion to the whole council of like leaders. Mm. Sorry. Wait, we need to go back a bit because we need to know that when John, when John stabbed Daenerys, what happened? Mm. What happened afterwards? Like, did who came in? Who saw it? Where was the shock horror? What was you know? What did everyone say? How come John didn't get immediately lit? Like, yeah, seriously, mm. that gap was noticeable. Yeah, that gap. so we were left to kind of think, okay, did John tell them that he did it, or did somebody just, see did, it? Or the one minute know. we're seeing him in some prison cell. And that like was just saying, bogus. I don't know if I did the right thing or not. Ooh. That was just that. Yeah, that that, and that was them just literally hop skipping, hop skipping mm. the writers. When I say them, hop skipping and jumping to the conclusion of the sh- of of the show. And I just felt like the story, that the actual factual story was a good story. So then if you heard, okay, and then John killed Daenerys and then, you know, he ended up not wanting and then Bran the Broken became and then da 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 da. <laughs> that was good. But visually, it wasn't enough because we're so used to action-packed. And I don't just mean action-packed with dragons and this and that. I mean storylines yeah. being packed with with the visual Information. And yeah. just, like I said, dotting the I's and crossing the T's and yeah. that didn't happen. Yeah. And the thing that... One thing I did really find quite funny was when they were sitting around um, discussing what they were going to do next. Now, obviously, Daenerys is dead and blah, yeah. blah, blah. Who is, who's but now going to rule? how did it rule? even get to that? Do you see what I mean? How yeah. did the word get out? Daenerys is dead and mm. they've got John. Like, do you see what I mean? Yeah, it's just yeah. odd. All of a sudden, they just sat there and it's just like... yeah. I don't know how it got there, but I did really appreciate the scene where um, Sam was made the suggestion. Oh, I know what we should do. We should make the people decide. Mm. And they all kind of cackled and laughed. And obviously mm. that was about, you know, obviously democracy and allowing mm. what we do now, mm. allowing the people to vote. But I think Allegedly. that was, a, a, you know, that was kind of like an ode or if you like a kind of little look at how what's going on now in like the real world in terms of like, yeah, they want us, you know, we're supposed to be the, the, the people that decide who becomes, who is in power. But really and truly, it's a couple of men then that sit in the room mm. and actually pull the purse strings or pull yeah. the strings of how, you know, government works. So that yeah. was quite interesting how they, how they kind of did that. But again, prior to all of that, it was just so, so rushed and just so annoying. And then, like I said, then this is like shouts out to Peter Dinklage for really just acting his ass off when he was giving his speech and kind of, you know, deciding who should be the heir to the throne. And then he named Bran the mm. person. But it's even, but even before and, uh, we get uh, to him naming Bran, even as Grey Worm said, we didn't bring you here for chat. Mm. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. It was just, there were so many in even jumping to these points. It's just like big hunks of mm. information or action kind of just left out and that I think was the unsatisfying bit but what I tried to do was kind of like look past that and just get 
the story bits and mm. that's why I say and w- when people are talking about it I'm a little bit smug I'm like no I liked it I was good with it because mm-hmm. it you know it, it 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 tied up the story bits fine for me but visually I think what people have been used to is seeing it playing out mm. seeing the actual scenes of these things and they just didn't they didn't no. they just didn't it give didn't us that the story bits to me it was just holes more holes in in this entire ending then friggin Swiss cheese like I said what was the point of John being a Targaryen it just just, just it, but the they, thing is they could have left that whole thing out as far as I'm concerned no because I, I don't think so I think it makes it makes John's character and his his lack of desire for power mm. all the more all the more kind of I don't know if the word is poignant or, or all the more kind of um you know just something like like um remarkable and i think that because remember john snow you have to think about how he was raised and all the rest of it and i think his character has stayed true to the end he's always saying i don't want it towards the end he mm. was always like i don't want it i don't want power i don't want power and i think it was the whole massive thing of cuz i think it actually would have been quite easy for them to say he's killed Daenerys and then whether happily or begrudgingly he's on the throne now, blah, blah, blah. And then give everyone else their same Mm. kind of, um, you know, their same kind of endings. They could have done that. And I think it was kind of, I think it does mean something in the big scheme of things that he is a Targaryen, but he has his, his character has molded him bef- more than his name. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Whereas everyone else is like, you know, we're the Lannisters, we want this and our family this and we're the Greycoats and we're, this is what happens in, you know, phrase bit and all the rest of it. But he completely, completely turned that on its head. And in a way, the irony, I think, that I saw in it was that he and Daenerys had some of some similar traits in that they wanted to break down this whole traditional power structure, but she went off on some <laughs> kind of wild She's tangent and she was just, but that's, this is why I said earlier on in previous episodes that Daenerys never knew what she, she wanted. Old. She said she wanted the throne, but she didn't know what the throne entailed. She just wanted it. Mm. So she was more kind of fixated on the idea of her sitting on the throne, but she yeah. really didn't have any idea of what it's like to actually rule an inter- uh, a kingdom. Yeah, I thought she that, kept, that was very clear. You know, the fact that she had all of these advisors around her, again, this is another person who, in my eyes, was just another figurehead because she was taking advice from, from Tyrion to, you know, who's the guy that she always had in the, the friend zone? Um, I know who you're talking about. The guy that, oh, what's his name? Oh, Ace, do you remember his name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She had, actually, she had two guys um, in previous No, I know, I'm get, I get so She had all of these people around her advising her, but she never actually kind of made a decision on her own that was a... She wasn't built for, for it. Yeah, exactly. Like, she just didn't know what she was doing. She was just, yeah. I've just got these but dragons did, and I'm going to blow everything up. But what she did have, and this is why I think there are parallels with Jon Snow, she did have an ideology which railed against 
although we know she didn't mm. really know as herself like how to do stuff and she had yeah she had all these adv- she had all these advisors which wasn't unusual by the way everyone mm. you know there was all these hands to the king hands to the queen blah 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 people being best friends people having this one's ear and that's the way it kind of is in power it's kind of like knowing who the people are that you play close that you play at arm's length etc but I'm saying that she had an ideology. You know, she was saying she wanted to break the wheel. Yeah. And the wheel was but that. She didn't know how to do that. That's what no, I'm saying. She didn't I, know how to execute it. And I think the difference between her and John is that John knew that he just didn't have it in him to be the leader, even though he knew if I break out tomorrow and tell everybody I'm a Targaryen, then I run the Seven Kingdoms, whether I want to or not. Whereas Daenerys, in her head, she thinks she knew what to do. She does not know what she is doing. Yeah. And towards the end, as she was getting closer to it, it just became more and more apparent because she was ruling from emotion rather than ruling with her head. And as, you know, no, I Tyrion... Think she, I think she was ruling with her head, but it, I think that that head was overrun with an abuse of power. No, nah, she was definitely ruling with, with her, especially in the last... Um, second to last episode when she blew up everything. That was yeah. pure emotion because she was vexed yeah, I know, about but that's what I'm saying. Sunday. She does not know what she's doing, which is why Tyrion was saying, no, but she look, knows what she's doing. if you blow up these people, that's she you've, to, you've that's got no kingdom to win. I, I consider that is her being headstrong. She no, is, I consider like, that being just, that's emotion because at, at any point you could be like, you know what, I'm vexed, I'm vexed to the 10th power, but I'm not going to do this because I know that the end result is going to be that once no, they do get into ha- power, that's a, just a different thought process. She's saying, "Fuck y'all!" But that's you that's, that's, them, my that's, that's an emotion, though. Cheryl. It is. I'm not so saying it's, not, it's not, not I'm not saying it's not. No, but I'm not saying it's logical. But I'm saying that is where her abuse of power comes mm. in. She's like, "I'm just gonna." D- I'm, I've heard what Tyrion said. Oh, just do this and make sure you like that women and children and this don't die. Mm. She's like, "Whatever, man." Like. I'm literally... Yeah. But the end result of that is if you're ruling subjects, or if you're ruling people, they're going to see you as a tyrant. Yeah. So therefore, you do not know what you are doing because yeah. you've still got to rule these people. And this that's how uprising starts. Mm. If I see you as a tyrant, you can't rule me. I need yeah. to get you off that phone. And that's Which is what I- Tyrion was trying to prevent, but yeah. she didn't know what she was doing. She just thought, I'm just going to blow everybody up with these dragons because I can. And that's the irony of of her own position as well, because like I said, she wanted to, you know, even when she was giving that rousing speech afterwards, when she was like thanking um, um, them for like being her army Mm. and they've, you know, stayed with her. And then she went on to say, now she wants to go off and do this. Yeah. (laughs) Going to go around other kingdoms and do, and it's just like, what are you talking about? Yeah, looking at her like, what the fuck? That's what I'm saying. So her her ideology as a vet in its rawest basic form of kind of like mm. she's she's being a non-traditionalist mm. in, in just the ra- so without like, the detail if of if it. She's gonna go on like that. Her thing is that like, I want to run the seven kingdoms. So what you're gonna just gonna blow everything up. What kingdom are you gonna have yeah. if you plan to run it in that way? Which is and what that's what we actually saw. You don't know what you're doing. Yeah, that's what we actually saw there. You've 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 got this throne yeah but you're looking around you've only got your army now yeah ain't no survivors. everything is rubble just like you know that yeah. opening scene where Tyrion is walking around there's one man that's burnt from head to toe and he's still wa- walking it's like is this what you want to rule Daenerys is this is this your vision yeah that's it so going but going back to the to the issue of Jon Snow so I do feel as though his his being a Targaryen 
meant something because it makes it all the more powerful, his rejection of, of power, for starters, power that he could, he just needed to click his finger and everyone would have, would have fallen down at his feet. Um, and it made it all the more kind of like illustrative of the personality and the person that we come to know when you saw him at the end mm. riding out with what's <laughs> the, the, wild ginger, the ginger man's name Dromond or yeah, something yeah he was was banished to go and live with the wildlings yeah and then but then he so then well he's is that place called the night's the night's night's watch the night's watch so he's banished to go and live there because of his i'm talking about john snow at this time mm. because of obviously what he's done but i felt like when he's going out that was like a freedom march and then everyone became free. And I think that that sets up my own imagination for just thinking of him as just this great man that lives on into old age, but he lives a life of freedom. The other person whose ending that I liked because I felt it was true to what we had seen from Day Dot is Aria. Mm. Her saying, you know, she, you know, what's west of Westeros? And they're mm. like, oh, we don't know that's what she wants to go and find out i think that again speaks to her obviously her free spirit her yeah, sense and all that of training adventure. that wasn't unusual like all that training she went through and everything for her to just be like okay i'm just gonna sit still and be a lady now wouldn't have made any sense so no exactly her ending was was cool yeah and i just i think that she she always was that kind of ties into it the fact that she wanted to be a swords person and all the rest of it all of that ties into her adventurous non-traditionalist mm. side and then obviously you saw um sansa getting what she wanted mm. effectively Mm-mm. and but actually i still quite liked it mm. i still quite liked it for her and yeah actually i do think um branda broken it's a bit odd that you want to be king because you know i, I mean and did, did they actually say what what it was that the night king was so interested in with bran again because i still don't understand that he's point he's the holder of all their memories as Tyrion was saying of whose memories of, the, of the everyone night, right he's like basically you know when he does that yeah. thing he can go into anyone and see anything so he can see time immemorial mm-hmm. so if you know this whole thing i think that i don't know if maybe i'm just making up these bits but one of the things that I got from Game of Thrones is this whole thing about family mm. and stories and, you know, like your, your, um, your fa- this was your father and this was your father's father and this is our family name. And as I said on another e- um, episode, it kind of reminds me, it has overtures of, certainly I think about my family, like one of my uncles wrote a book and dates um our lineage going all the way to my brother well Mm. now it would be his son back to the 1400s you know in africa and you know our my dad my granddad my great granddad was like a, a, a great man and he was the king of the area and all of that kind of stuff and then you so you hear the stories mm. and there's that whole kind of like traditional kind of line and i think the whole thing of the ending of game of thrones with brander broken even going on there was like even that they were saying basically this has been some big revolution it ain't gonna be like it is gonna be like it was in the in the past brand can't even have children mm. so 
right, that's good. So it's going to, that whole lineage business is going to die there. It's not going to be like that. And I kind of really felt that as, as an overarching storyline. And I know definitely it was whack the way they tied it together. So I hope I'm not like reaching when I'm seeing these kind of themes, but I just, yeah, I, I mean, I felt like there was something in that. I felt like there was something in brand being it. And I felt like there's, there's a purpose that the night, the Night's King would have wanted him because if they got rid of him, if mm. he's gone, apart from that book that Brienne was writing in, and we'll come to that, mm. that's it. Everything's gone. There's no, like, there's no memory of, of things because he, he would have wiped everyone out. So basically, that was it. Every, every, everything's done. Darkness. Mm. And that's what he, in, and that's why I said on that last episode as well, basically he is almost like a representative of Diablo, the devil, because that's what all he wants to do is seek, kill and destroy. Mm. He doesn't want anything to exist. And that, to kill Bran, after obviously killing everyone else, that means there'll be nothing left. There'll be right. no memories to start even rebuilding from. That's it. It's over. No one's, he's not going to be going backwards and, <laughs> <laughs> you know as I mean? he did sitting there and just, his eyes rolling. And, and then when, oh wait, and then when he said, um, when Tyrion named him the king, he was like, yeah, I've been sitting here. I've been waiting for... That actually me. made me that just... me right the yeah. fuck off. I was like... Yeah, don't try So it. you knew that all along? Yeah. Oh, wait. Do you know what? I'm switching this TV off before I kick and it And it in. didn't fit into him rejecting... When Who who was it that said to him... Um, there was something else that he was he was he he was offered and he, and he was like I don't want to rule I'm I'm the three eyed raven now yeah. I don't want for anything and then when he got and then when they went to, went to and named him the king he was <laughs> like, like oh yeah I knew that all along Bring what, it on. What, wait what what <laughs> and he almost said it within the same sentence it's like you've just gone back on yourself yeah. what are you talking yeah. about yeah yeah so but I mean yeah <laughs> I mean when you you're right it can, <coughs> it can easily fall apart and. There were definitely certain scenes that were, I would say, kind of missing and conspicuously missing. Um, but overall, I thought it was, yeah, I thought it, I thought it was a, a, um, a decent ending. Ugh, it, definitely pe- it definitely petered out. But you know, the thing is as well, that's kind of the way of endings. Mm. Like, you know, there is always stories are an arc and almost life in a sense is going to have those big moments and then those come down moments and this is this is an ending that's like what do people want to see like it can't keep after the long night mm. what 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 do y'all want <laughs> we right? wanted the brilliant writing that we had in all the other seasons before it didn't give us that it was so short change it was like wait what what do you mean if you're left unfulfilled and you've we've never had that issue before with any of the other um seasons of game of thrones something is wrong and for all all of us to be saying the same thing not everyone i mean i've seen people say it and there's people no, have been all the right majority of the people i don't, are saying know, the I don't same know if thing. i can agree with that no i will definitely i feel quite comfortable saying that like, i think it depends nah. on what you've been reading i think i think definitely a lot of people are saying it was crap, it was this, it was that. But I don't know if they're all even saying it for the right reasons. If Unless people can articulate beyond, you know, like this is mm. why this um, discussion is helpful because it's really interesting to see the bits that you felt were lacking. And I definitely get it as well. And, I, you know, I don't necessarily think that the... Um, 
the tangible writing skill went down. I just think it was just like, we, we got the same talent, but boy, this is it now, man. We're just like, we're going to cram it all into this episode. We're not going to bother show you what happens when my man basically kills the queen. We're just going to, do you know what I mean? We're just going to like cut on that scene and move to mm. a whole new thing like two weeks later. Just, it was it's, just, that it was, was that's nuts. That's nuts. But that's not, that's, it's almost like, editorial decisions just to get to the end of the road mm. it's just like I, I definitely feel why people should feel unfulfilled Listen, because even, of that even when even when the actors when they were asked about it, a lot of them were like you could see from their faces like yeah it was, yeah, it was a bit right. shady what yeah it was saying. like I, I mean this is supposed this is their show they're supposed to be enthusiastic about it and like this is going to be the best ending you guys are gonna and they were all like especially peter dinklage he was just like you know one's like yeah you know, yeah, it did all right. Like, what do you mean all right? Mm. I think that's mm. very telling. Mm. And it's rushed because, and it's a shame because like I said, all the other seasons banging, which is why so much people mm. absolutely loved it. It's like, this mm. is an, an amazing show. Like, mm. they showed up and showed out. So I don't know why they felt they needed to rush it so much. I think they've got another job. Wasn't it you that was telling me they got another job to go on to do? Some they're, Star Wars they're doing, um, there's a prequel they're doing of Game of Thrones. So... All of the characters that came before, all the the characters. Yeah, that not we know that. Now. The writers are going on to like some oh, kind okay. of star. Is it Star Wars or Star Trek Ace that they're going on to do? I think it's some kind of Star Wars thing. That like, and they're already like already writing. Yeah, and it. I think that's like one rumor that they just were basically mm. like, okay, bye, and, <laughs> and trying going, to get on with that. Yeah. Still a shame they shouldn't. Have, I don't know. Yeah, and I think I think it ruins a a, a, a legacy. Like I don't want to be the. I think nobody wants to remember Game of Thrones in that way. That's why people are disappointed. It's like yeah, let's just like do 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 this all of the seasons that you've written so well for. Let's do it all justice. Yeah, than, do you know what? It might be because being you might a bit be lazy. right because I haven't been on this fight because definitely I just don't think I don't think it's that mm -hmm. deep. I'm just like it wrapped up neatly oh my man's on the throne okay oh Sansa's queen of the north queen of the north queen of the north mm -hmm. queen of the north oh Arya's still doing her mm -hmm. thing yep she's out there what happened to Gendry Is, see we don't he's know he's just sitting there he was, he, was, he, he, was was made, he was made a lord isn't it yeah but what's he lording over we don't even we don't, even we see. don't know did you see did you see um, Arya Arya's cousin <laughs> The one that was on his mum's nipple till he was a good 25. Yeah, yeah, Did you see yeah, the glow yeah, up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone's <laughs> he like, was sitting there. I was like, wait. <laughs> Who's that doing and also as well, do you remember when Varys was writing those notes? They didn't mm. explain that either. Mm. Writing the notes for what? Who did they go to? Well, what was I the meaning of all of, of that? Maybe that was part of just we knew it was underscoring that he was being treasonous. Maybe that was just it. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if, or, or I don't know if... if because it did, it, they if implied that, that that little girl had a purpose and that, that those notes were going somewhere and it was just like... Nothing. Yeah, I think the girl was going to, was trying to... Did we discuss Because remember you were saying that the little girl said, oh, she hasn't eaten yeah. today. Yeah, yeah, she'll try again at supper and I thought yeah, that maybe she was trying being to poison poisoned her. or something like that. Yeah. So again, that was kind of left hanging in the air. Yeah. Like, what was the meaning of that? Yeah. So it's almost like that scene didn't actually need to be filmed, in essence. I, that's what I'm saying. I, I wonder because, um, if they were once, just trying to underscore that he was being treasonous. But I think because once Tyrion had told Daenerys that he knew that, that his cards were marked, that was it. Mm. So like I said, so that scene didn't really need to happen because mm. once she knew that he knew, he, he was gone. He was mm, a runner. Mm, mm, mm. So that was weird. 
So they didn't do, they didn't really cover that at all. So mm. what was the point of doing that? Mm. But she wasn't just mad at him because he knew. She mm. actually said he betrayed her. Mm. So there, there must have yeah. been more than just Yeah, again, knowledge. so what was that betrayal thing? I think so it was, it was telling a notes. people. Yeah. Who I, did he tell? I don't know. Whoever he wrote those quil- those notes things to, if they did go yeah, out. Yeah, this is it. So mm. where did, that's what I'm saying. Where did they go? Mm. So it was weird. The whole thing was Unless just very bizarre. they went to those other people that were sitting around. Oh, you mean in the council? Yeah, so like the Greyjoy oh, sister... Oh, so they, did they know that um, Daenerys wasn't the true? I don't know. I, can't, I don't know, actually. I, feel, I felt like all they knew is that Jon killed Daenerys, but they didn't actually know why. The only right, people that right, knew right. was obviously Tyrion, Sansa, Sansa Arya, oh, yeah. and, and um, probably Sam. That's it. Yeah, you might be right, actually. So maybe they yeah. didn't know that. Because had they known at that point that, you know... John was the Targary- Targaryen. You think Grey Worm could be acting like he's some bad man trying to Grey battle Worm people? Grey Worm was getting on my nerves. He was actually, I'm like, Grey Worm look, was getting on my nerves. I understand your pain, but my girl is not coming back. Right, just and it doesn't matter if you stop. send John to the ends of the earth, you're going to still be pissed, yeah? And so when he was giving him, like, daggers and everything. But why, di- why didn't they kill John then? Don't I think, think that's that because be of Sansa and um, oh, Arya. Yeah. So they okay. wanted to give him another punishment as a form, as other than uh, other than death, because Greymon wanted him dead. I know, but why? So what would have stopped him if it wasn't the knowledge of Jon's true? Maybe because of everything that he did, because at the end of the day, he did fight the Night King. He did. He was the one that told everyone, this man is coming. Mm. And he's coming to take us right, all right, out. Right. So that was good enough excuse for them to yeah. not be like, okay, because mm. that's no, a serious did thing, killing. St- yeah, my man Daenerys. went to um, the north, north, north. Went to get an actual, you know, yeah. what do you call them? Night walkers, day walkers, night walkers. One mm. of them people mm. to bring back to actually show us. So they had to kind of that was like his bargaining chip, really, because no one else wanted to do it. So that would have been the only reason. But yeah, you're right. Grey Worm was really aggravating me towards the end. Mm, mm, mm. And all that, like, oh, because uh, I felt like saying, shut your shut mouth. Shut up, Grey Worm. <laughs> shut up. You fool. I think what else was annoying me as well is that you're upset because he killed Daenerys. But do you know, if my girl was still alive, you must understand ain't going on no, no Thomas Cook package deal holiday. Tonight, you're staying tonight, right by her yeah. side for ever mm. going nowhere doing more and more fighting right not going nowhere because mm. i think he's thinking in his head that big speech he gave her about you know when this is over we're gonna go back to wherever it is that we're from and everything no yeah that would never have been their um path in life ever mm. but you're vexed at john john did you a favor mate john freed you yeah yeah you don't even know so john yeah freed you so I think I did find it funny when um, the um, what's the name of the girl the girl who runs who um, who my girl's um, sister whose sister um, Theon's sister oh yeah the Greyjoy yeah when the- she, she she kind of threatened John and Arya was like if you talk about my brother like that one more time I'm gonna cut out your throat keep your name <laughs> 
keep his she's name. Like, I'm gonna cut your, your throat. mouth. And she just like, oh, well, cut your mouth open. <laughs> no play. That's my girl. That's me. Yes, tell her. Don't, don't dare wash your mouth on my brother like that because I'll come over there right now and deal with you. She's just like, okay, I'm going to shut my mouth. So, yes, other than that, I enjoyed that. Yeah. Didn't enjoy Brienne writing all that nonsense about Jamie Lannister. Oh, gosh. I think that was a real poor, poor kind of I think they were thing. trying to show how noble she was. Oh, but I was like, oh we didn't need to see any nobility of that. sometimes. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know? Uh, and I, would have, I wouldn't have minded just seeing her, you know, reading the page, maybe running a hand lovingly over the page and then kind of like maybe promptly shutting the book in a kind of, yeah, just you know, defiance, like, right? I still yeah, remember. Right, no. Oh, he this and then he left and then he See, did I mean, this and he was it was too much. Right to the end, we're right soon. to the end. We're just there doing doing loyalty, <laughs> loyalty, <laughs> loyalty, loyalty. <laughs> Gosh, not every day. Nope, not every day. Sometimes, fuck you. Right. <laughs> That's and it. on that note, okay, so let's move on. Yeah. End of an era. Start of a new topic. I'm so excited and I don't know who made the, de- the decision to reveal um, this massive secret that apparently has been a secret for now for about two years now, but it's been revealed that my good, good sis, my Bayesian sis <laughs> is actually living in London. And I say this oh, is no, a bad no. idea, Miss Rihanna. I say it's a bad idea simply because I might have to turn into a stalker because <laughs> I've been talking about meeting Rihanna for the longest amount of time and I feel like she's that much closer to me now. In fact, in the next three months or so, Notting Hill Carnival is coming and I've I, I spoke, I put my mouth in it many a time. Is this saying, year the three-day one? Yeah, I don't know if they're doing three days. I don't know how true... I know that little rumour was flying around, but I don't know how true that is yet. Oh, really? Because they were going to do Saturday, Sunday and Monday. Yeah. But I think Saturday is going to be like some sort of offshoot can't it's not going to be like proper, proper oh right 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 so i don't know how they've kind of arranged it i don't know how it's running um because nothing more has really been said because that was kind mm. of revealed maybe about a year ago mm. so yeah so i can see my girl on the float somewhere so rihanna if you're looking for any mass bands come find me we'll find one in fact i know quite a few and let's do this because i've spoken about it many a times that me and rihanna are going to be on the float one day <laughs> with a couple of drinks in our hands playing some loud soca music doing the carnival route but she is here and do you know what i'm so proud of her she's just I'm launched her, her new well. collection and she's officially the first black woman to have her own like luxury brand collection Woo. under the lvmh kind of company, company who own louis vuitton they own, who else do they own? They own like a bag of luxury, like high-end designers that everybody breaks their neck to get. So Rihanna, congratulations to you, man. That's big things. And it's so important that we have more women, black women in particular, who are in her position to be doing things like this to make it, you know, make people aware that we're out here and we're doing things and we're visible. Mm. Um, she gave an interview kind of basically talking about this whole collection, talking about her launching her Fenty Beauty line in, which is now available in Boots. Um, and she was That's just like, big. yeah, it's huge. Just like Boots is all over the place. Yeah. So, you know, everybody is accessible to everyone, which is, which is great. And actually falls right in line with her beauty range because one of the major selling points of it was the fact that she made 
um, 40 different shades mm -hmm. for everyone from the lightest to the lightest person to the darkest to the darkest. And everyone's just been singing its praises since mm. then. So imagine like being a, a beauty company that's been around for like nearly hundreds, hundreds of years, Cheryl, and you didn't have the foresight to have any shades. Like, I don't feel sorry for them. I just think, how weird is that? You've been around. This is your, this it's is literally weird, racism. your industry yeah. and you didn't do any market research in regards to, hang on a minute. They don't care. There's like large chunks of the world. They don't in care. Fact, that would love makeup. And in fact, there are more people of color on this planet than, than there are white people. So if we're really a business about extending to other people and extending the brand and making more coin, then why would you not do that? Rihanna was like, you know what? Let me just come in there with my little 20, 20 something years and plus change self and just give it to the people. I was like, this girl is actually smashing it. So she's got that. She's got the lingerie line. She's, I don't know if she's still doing the collabs with Puma, which, you know, she did all those trainers. Mm. And now this, and I just think she's freaking amazing. And she gave an interview talking about how, you know, there are a lot of people out there that are going to be annoyed and upset that I actually enjoy being black. And I love my blackness. And, you know, it's here. I'm not going anywhere. And I'm like, yep, yeah, once again, She's leading the charge. I think more black women in her position need to make it clear that I'm quite proud of being who I am and this mm. is it. If you don't like it, sorry, I can't help you. Mm, mm, mm. Pretty much it. Oh, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not here to conform yeah. into some kind of, um, um, kind of whiteness. If right, you like, exactly. For, for me to occupy these positions. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. I love the fact that um, when I heard that she lives in um, London, I heard she lives in northwest London, which I just thought was an obvious choice, really. An <laughs> obvious choice. And um, Rihanna, I salute you for that. You know? oh, Rihanna. I salute you for that. It's only a rumour. Nothing's been confirmed. Oh, now it's a rumour. <laughs> <laughs> just a rumour, okay? I need receipts. <laughs> So yeah, but no, you're you're absolutely right. You're right that the move into um into makeup was it almost seems it almost seems like I mean why wouldn't she get like yeah. when you think back on it now it's, it's like yeah because she had that mass appeal mm. um to you know to everybody really and I think you're right the thing about moving into um, stores like Boots actually is in itself it's it's like meta mm. um rihanna's brand because now it's not only accessible to everyone in terms of the 40 shades as you as you mentioned but mm. it becomes even more accessible taking it out of just look juxtapose harvey nichols yeah and boots boots, boots is everywhere you roll into like your local high street there's a boots that's what i'm saying there's a boots. There's a boots there. So that's, a boots. yeah it's like it's come on even rihanna, on that level through. she's like you know that that as a move because yeah. it didn't need to be that you know imagine mm. it could have been Harvey Nicks and now then it could have been oh now we're in John Lewis and yeah. Phoenix do you know yeah, what I mean yeah yeah but yeah actually yeah boots, that and level the thing of is even if, if that happens I wouldn't have been surprised at all because that's normally the next step right. for a label who has launched in a particular department store or a particular shop and they do that deliberately because it's saying. like you know we want to keep our brand you know appealing exclusive yeah appealing to a certain client if you like or having a certain kind of perception yeah. rihanna's just like i want everybody to wear my stuff so i need to make it accessible what's mm. more accessible than 
boots. Mm. Really? Yeah, yeah, Everybody fancy. goes there. <laughs> right? Everybody. People from with the smallest budget to the top, top budget. It doesn't matter who you are. Everybody's going to a Boots. Yeah, it's a great move. Yeah. It's a great move. I do. I definitely um, rate Rihanna. We Jeez. love you, Rihanna. <laughs> I heard she's doing a reggae album. Oh, yeah. I heard that as well. Yeah. I heard that. Staying, staying close to her yeah. roots again. That's good. Ace, will you ask her if she comes on your show? She'll do any soca because I've you been just saying even, this. Let me just tell for the longest now. time. I feel like she needs to do some sort of soca collab. I think. Bun all of that soca business. Anyway, what, no, she's Asian. She, you, you be quiet. You don't know what you're talking about. She Ace. needs to do it with either Bungie Garland. This is just some my suggestions. Marshall Mantano or Little Rick. If you could tell her that for me, please. Thank you very much. Ace, Ace, I think forget. you need to go beyond sending messages to Rihanna. <laughs> when Rihanna's coming to the studio, let us know. If you don't let us know, Ace, that's it. Friendship over. <laughs> well, no, don't get me wrong. We'll still come here and record, but we won't speak to you. <laughs> like, we banish you. We'll banish him <laughs> like Jon Snow. Be gone. Go Hold with the one. You'll <laughs> just be setting up mics. We'll be like... <laughs> Get out, wait outside. <laughs> so when Rihanna is in town and she's coming to the studio, Ace, let your girls know, please. Thank you. Thank you. All right, so moving on, what's next? Ace never pays any attention to us. Don't mind him. <laughs> anyway, um, parents, we're not parents, by the way, but we need to talk about them because there's been a lot of them kind of floating around, a lot of them, you know, floating around on um, social media, on videos, either disciplining their child or disciplining other children for bullying their kids or they're disciplining their children for being the bully. Mm. So um, we've had a few. We've had a lady that's based here in the UK who was um, videoed. Well, she's filming herself and her son talking about, if you see my son, you need to contact me, blah, blah, blah. You see him on Snapchat. See him on Snapchat. He's not allowed to be on Snapchat. Mm. Contact me and let me know because my man's acting like a bad man and she kind of, you know, she grips him up in the video and everything. She can see she's very emotional about whatever it is that she deems to be just not the right behaviour for mm. her son. So there's her. So there's another lady as well who was based in the States who was literally in a classroom in front of a group of um, young boys, <laughs> yeah, literally one. telling them, you can catch these, these hands. hands if you touch my daughter. Yeah. In fact, bring whoever it is that, whoever is Sisters, your guardian. Moms. Your sister, your mom, <laughs> your dad, your, your auntie, auntie, your uncle, your grand, they can catch it too. I'm not having it. So apparently her, the story behind that was that her daughter was being bullied, not just in the school, but also online. And, you know, she took it upon herself to go in there and told them what what time it is she's since been banned from the school um and people have been sharing their thoughts just generally about these videos kind of leaking and what does it say about the parents or parenting <sighs> is this the way to go about kind of making sure that the message gets through about bully about bullying either being, either being a bully or not being a bully mm. I think the the one that was in the classroom, let me just address that first. Mm. I mean, if she felt like her daughter's being bullied, I think she made the point that the people who were doing it were boys mm. and her daughter's obviously a girl. And she's in the classroom, so it means she's attended the school. I don't know if she's attended the school before, 
but if there have been no if there's been no adequate response from the school, I understand why she acted in that way. Mm-hmm. Because who's going to tell them? Yeah, yeah. And it's, what it, she what, said, yeah. What was, was interesting real. to me was that the teacher was just sitting there and just no, letting teacher, her go. The teacher had called for assistance. Oh, mm. okay, right. Yeah, the teacher. When I read about it, the teacher had actually called for assistance um, to have her removed. Mm. So I feel as though, right, but have have the school and all the teacher taken on board what it is that drove that mum to be in the yeah. classroom? Yeah. So I imagine the this. of her daughter. You get a phone call from your daughter, like, mum, you know, these boys, they won't leave me alone, or whatever it is, she finds out that this is happening. Realise that the mum has to leave what she's doing. She's probably at work. She was to take time off work, jump in her car, come all the way down to the school. She's probably all sorts of emotions going through her. And I'm sure, I feel, I don't know if she's spoken to the teachers before about her daughter being bullied, but for the mum to actually go through the process of actually getting to the school, to get in that classroom, to tell these kids, leave my picnic alone. That's a lot. Like, mm. what does it say about your the school as well and their bullying policy? That's what I'm saying. We don't. And that's why I'm, I'm wondering. Yeah. What did it take for that mum to be there? Has the school not responded previously? So I can, I can, I can really empathise with why she's there and why she's saying mm. that. And mm. she, you know what? She didn't come up there and just start effing people up. She right. came up there she with an <laughs> adequate warning. <laughs> like, I'm letting you, you know. <laughs> Not this child right here, right now. Yeah. Right. So now then the other lady that I remember seeing on social media was the one who had her son in the passenger seat of her car and was saying to other people, um, you know, this is my son. He sh- He's not supposed to be on Snapchat. If you see mm. him on Snapchat, this is my Snapchat. Yeah. And then, you know, this is my Snapchat name. Please inform me. I just think that there's all levels of counterproductiveness there Mm. and I'm not saying you know I haven't chosen to say in terms of the first one the woman going into the classroom Mm. some of that might be counterproductive as well but it really struck me on this car one Mm. that there were certain levels of counterproductiveness and the bits that I I thought about were that um you're saying that your son's acting like a bad man and he's on social media when he shouldn't be on social media and then you're putting him on social media Mm. and you're kind of putting him out on front street and I just feel as though if he's acting up there's a reason behind him Mm. acting up and I'm not sure that um, and I don't think he's acting up solo either I think mm. there's going to be, you know, a whole group of people. And I don't necessarily think that putting him then on that platform, disciplining him on that platform in the way that she did, physically and verbally, is productive to him mm. being that he's acting up. Yeah, to stop doing what he's doing. Mm. I don't think it is. And also the method, and I, you know what? I, I could feel her frustrations, but I even feel the method of doing it. 
when she was like saying to him, she said something to him, she referenced him, and I think she wanted an answer from him, and then mm. he didn't answer, and then she said, I think she said, fucking yeah. answer me, and then she. I think that's the bit that took me him. out because initially when I watched it up until that point, I was like, okay, cool, like she's. You shouldn't be on here. Yeah, she's anyone there, sees she's him making on here, it call clear. me. And I thought that's where it was gonna stop, but the minute she was like. And started hitting it. I was like, oh, God. So I just think to yeah. myself, because I didn't realise, I don't know if when you had introed it, it was if he had maybe been bullying people. Mm. So if that you is... You don't even know that could have been the case or... Oh, right. I thought what that, she that said was is the like backstory. He's, he's been acting like a bad man. So, you know, that could mean a whole bunch of things. It could mean that he maybe he was in a gang and going around and, you know, beating up people. And, mm. you know, that is considered what some people might deem as acting like a bad man mm. or just being on Snapchat and just really re- misrepresenting himself in a way that is just unex- so unacceptable to the mum. Mm. Like, yeah, man's out here, innit? Man shots and man does this, blah, mm. blah, blah. It could be all of that. It could be a myriad of things, like... But whatever it was, it was enough for this mum to, like, set up a whole Snapchat to make sure, listen, this is my child. He's a child and... Th- if this happens... Let me know, blah but blah she, blah. Do you know, so up until you know, that point, I was like, okay, cool. And then, but when it became all physical and a little bit more verbal, I was like, okay, this is really uncomfortable to watch because he kind of like, and you don't know the effect of what that's gonna have on him in terms of like his peers seeing that. So he's at a really funny time in his life where he. The, the opinion of his peers actually matter That's a lot right, so to I him. I don't think the embarrassment helped. Right. So it's like he still has to go out there to school. He's got to be with these friends. And kids can be really shitty and cruel. Like, you don't know what manner, manner of stuff they're going to put him through mm. after seeing, oh, your mum this, your mum that, blah, blah, blah. He's now got to manage that and navigate that, even though I'm sure she's probably thinking, I don't care, I don't business. But you don't know what's going on in that young boy's head. Well, that's. I think that was my whole point. Mm. What what he she seemed to be trying to get at may well be counterproductive in the way that she's doing that because w- when you just said okay so she's he's she's putting him out like that in front of his peers mm. why is she even appealing to his peers mm. to become his watch people mm. Because they're not going to... If they see him acting up in the way that she disapproves of, they're not going to tell her. That's what I mean. They're not... <laughs> so it's like... You, they're not... They're his peers, yeah. not your peers. So why would you be on that platform saying, if you see mm. him on this, tell me? That's that's not... Mm. They're not his... They're his age mates and his mm. contemporaries. Mm. They're not going <laughs> to be the your ones... your friends aren't going to be on there following him, which would be just super weird if that was the case. Well, the, the point is, but they, but even if... Those people are following him, mm. but those people are not your peers to then come yeah, to yeah, you. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, and communicate with your you. Your peers aren't going to be following him, so they're not going to be able to tell you it that. They're not going to be t- going to be able to tell you about. Yeah, his so behavior. you're you're appealing to his peers yeah. who aren't going to be really minded, <laughs> and if they nothing. and if they are so minded to tell you about what they're quote-unquote friends doing i bet they're not doing it in a place that's coming from oh a careful way. it's almost going to be in a way to undermine him and to mm. to shift to make a power dynamic maybe in their friendship so i just think that there were so many levels that that was kind of counterproductive that i didn't it didn't strike me as um what, genuine no it's i mean it struck me as genuine those 
that that was probably, you know, and I could see a lot of frustration in what she did. I can definitely see that it was a reaction born out of um, what she's being presented with, maybe in her son's behaviour mm. and the situation and then things that are going on, as we know, with, um, you know, young black boys in in, in um, some of our communities. So it's just like, I can I can understand all of that, but I didn't necessarily... I didn't necessarily feel as though it was productive. Productive. Yeah. I didn't. And I'm not saying that the mum in the classroom mm. was more productive, although I think it kind of maybe was, but you know, obviously it's a different it's a different circumstance. But what I do feel like is, you know, you could imagine yourself doing one but not the other. Mm. I can imagine if a school is not listening to my, like, of me, this mm, me, mm. or even take off 10 years, that yeah, me. Yeah. And I've got a daughter in the school. Mm. And so You're she's telling me that boys are being, boys are bullying her. her. Yeah. And I'm t- phoning the school and the school are doing waffle, mm. doing platitudes. Ugh. I, beg. I heard my brother was saying to me that apparently what, what they do now is that if, like, say, for instance, if two kids don't get on and they have a fight or something like that, rather than kind of separating them, they try to get them to kind of talk it out and kind of... That's nice. Which is nice, but is it is it... I don't know how helpful this is, because you know how kids can be? When, they, when kids don't like each other, they don't like each other, and it's for really petty reasons as well, and sometimes they can really hold on to it. So I understand the notion of them trying to get them to talk through their their issues but it's like you need do you make the parents aware that these two people have an issue or you just Mm. leave it to fester and just let them try and figure it out themselves have you even given them the tools to know how to figure it out Mm. or have you just left them to it yeah i mean i mean as a as a starting starting point i think it is good and i think you're right i think giving no telling the parents that the this this issue has happened and but I, I do think it's great to try and get um, young people to sit down and to to begin to verbalise qualms and quibbles mm. and conflicts. I do, because actually you'll find and I do find um, being, you know, the, some of the contact that I have with with schools and young people that they don't necessarily have that in their arsenal Mm. and by that i mean the ability to verbally talk through a conflict and that is a very big skill Mm. so that you don't have to fall back on either a violence or b just not speaking up for yourself and maybe then you know internalizing other feelings to be able to say this I didn't like this. This is why I didn't like this. This is what I want you to do. Or this is my boundary. If you can't respect that, let's just Mm. not be. So I think in a sense, it's a good thing. But you're right. It Mm. has to be backed up with maybe parents being being told and also those young kids being fostered in an environment where that's, you know, that 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 verbal communication is not just. Um, encouraged, but it's also supported. Yeah. So it's not you don't just leave yeah. them in a room to that's kind what, of that's from what my brother out. was telling me. It felt like they just get left to their own devices. Oh, just talk to each other, and then that's oh, it. Oh no, they see that's it's like not they're good. kids. They like they need to be 
they need to be, kind of guided, be guided through yeah. it. It's like they don't know. They like as far as they're concerned, I don't like you, you don't like me, and yeah, that's it. Mm. So get them to talk about it and explain, you know, their feelings mm. and why you felt that way, and da, 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 da. and you can be like, okay, cool, and then that would be that. But they just leave them to get on, which is just so well. It's actually very typical of I feel like the British kind of. Um, schooling system just mm. kind of just leave things sweep them under the rug yeah mm. it's just very odd which is why we have so many issues with these kids but yeah like I said I'm not a parent and I, I really try my hardest not to judge how people parent their children because I cannot imagine what it is like r- trying to raise particularly like a teenager in this in this day and age mm. this age of like social media pressures, mm. regular peer pressure, just, you know, just all of that in itself is must be quite frightening for parents who are like, please God, let my child just listen to everything that I've taught them and obviously carry it through mm. to the end. So, boy, whatever this young man did, I hope that he listens to his mum and takes it all in. And if that method worked for him, then great. But, um... Yeah, it's it's yeah. Like I said, different different strokes for different. I wouldn't personally do it because um, I like to keep my business to myself. I think it's important that you keep it within your family unit. But she felt to do it online. So. Yeah, I don't, I do, again, I think that's counterproductive yeah. as well. So there were so many things of it, but um, yeah, recognizing that it can't be easy mm. is definitely a thing. All right, guys, so we're just going to wrap this up with Shady Corner versus You Are The Light. So Shady Corner, You you Are The Light is kind of going to hark on what we were talking about a little bit about last week, and it's going to be a little bit conflated. So um, it's really funny how, as we were talking about the whole Danny Baker situation, that literally as we post the, the, the show last week, it then kind of erupts all over again thanks to a show called The Pledge, which is chaired by, I think, four, no, four or five different people, most of whom come from, you know, journalism and politics and basically your social commentators. So one of the people on the at this actual show called The Pledge, um, her name is um, Afwa Hirsch. Um, she was on there. She's been a regular feature on there, along with um, June Sarpong, who's also pres- presenter. And we also have um, Karen Malone, who I believe is um, a jur- well, a former journalist. I don't know if she still writes for certain newspapers, but Carol's been a, 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 around for a hot minute. Her and there's, I think, maybe two other white panelists, and there's an Asian guy as well. I think his name's Majid. Maj- Maj- isn't it? Gre- isn't it Greg Dyke? Is he one of them? Greg Dyke was one of them and as well. He used to chap- be the head of the BBC. Yeah, and then point. also the um, the chap that's um, that's on LBC, whose name escapes me now. Yeah. Um, right. Okay. But anyway, so I'm just trying to obviously line it up for you guys if you haven't watched it. But the the, the video of um, a clip of this show actually went viral. Um, it went viral because Afwa does does what she said quite. Um, did what she said she she wasn't going to do again was basically talk about this and when she says this she means explaining racism to white people old enough and actually know what she's talking about but choose to just act ignorantly and just choose to be willfully ignorant as well so the clip has basically gone round about her you know 
not actually caring about Danny Bacon, being more concerned about the people who actually suffer from racism, because as she clearly pointed out, Danny is not the victim in all of this, which is just the clearest point that you can make. And for her to kind of sit there once again in this panel to explain to people what it is that is the actual issue with what Danny Baker said about the, the royal baby. To me, I'm just like, Afwa, you have the patience of a saint because I know I couldn't do it. Um, I, we're talking about this now just to kind of make you realise that you are supported. I'm sure you've been feeling the love since um, the video was posted, but it's just like, for sake like I felt the frustration when I watched the whole debate from her and I think at one point she was actually close to tears because week in week out when they do have conversations about race they really try to jump on her neck and tell her that what she is experiencing what her lived experience is actually wrong and that you know Britain isn't that bad and blah 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 but you actually seen an example of racism from the top but yet you're still trying to make excuses for something that's blatantly racist so can i just at this point interject yeah and say that this reminds me it just came to me and i've i've said it before in passing and i think i've paraphrased it before in passing a um quote by the american um black female writer Tony Robert mm. Tony sorry Tony Morrison who said that the function the function the very serious function of racism is distraction it keeps you from doing your work mm. it keeps you explaining over and over again your reason for being somebody says you have no language and you spend 20 years proving that you do somebody says your head isn't shaped properly so you have scientists working on the fact that it is Somebody says you have no art, so you dredge that up. Somebody says you have, you have no kingdom, so you dredge that up. None of this is necessary. There will always be one more thing. And I think the reason why that I'm reminded of that when Afua um, posted her clip and she said, and it was just short and sweet, mm. I'm not doing this again. Yeah. This because is this is what we need mm. to stop doing and this is I've kind of said this previously and I don't mean it in a kind of oh even I told you so sometimes it might come across as quite smug when I say it but mm. it's not it's just because I've just I've had to take that kind of calm approach because if not I will be terribly distracted mm -mm. by the racism that we see, we suffer, mm. the microaggressions. And I just feel like we need to stop being reactive to it. We need to stop being, and I mean in the sense of trying to explain yeah. and help some counsel people through it. As people Rennie Edo Lodge said, yeah, no <laughs> why am I not speaking to white mm. people about race? Mm -mm. Go and pick up that book. And it's it's a theme. And I think it's tiresome. It's 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 just it's exhausting. And you get no thanks for it because people like there's people on 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 that show, The Pledge, they know the gig. Mm. It is all a big gig. Mm. So the sooner you get that into your head, the sooner you will stop sitting around tables with these people, explaining to them stuff that they either know and don't give a crap about or don't give a crap about so they don't know. Mm -mm. Either which way, it's lose-lose. Mm. What are you doing? Mm. I, you know yeah, what? I, I love and like, respect yeah. her as a writer, but mm. I'm, I'm, I, you know, if you're asking my permission, stand yeah. down, officer. Yeah. 
So I don't do it to yourself. Like watching it was so, like I felt her frustration and I thought, I hope she gets some counselling after this. Because imagine like being the only, as we know, being the only black person in the room, sitting in a room full of white people and they're constantly telling you week in, week out that the issues of racism aren't non, are non-existent. When you know that you experienced that, you've, you've actually lived it, but they're telling you no. Like, that's, do you know what that does to your soul? It's like, wait a second. It's like, why are you asking me then what my opinion is or mm. what my experience is? Because it's you're a actually, gig. But this is it. So you're not listening to to learn or understand. You're actually listening to dismiss because you want to ta- take my story, tear it to pieces mm. to make you feel better mm. about the world that you live in and the world that you're not actually challenging or happy to change because it suits the way it suits who you are and suits mm. the way that you want to live. You don't want to change the status quo. Why? Why not? You don't want to. Of course to. not. So, and also, shouts out to um, Renia Do Lodge, who mm. even who replied <laughs> to her, her to um, Afua's tweet, which said, I'm not doing this again. And she said, and, you know, obviously everyone thinks mm. about the title of her book. Yeah. Um, and she says, give me a call, LOL. Mm. And it's like... It's the truth. Sis, I'm there yeah. with you. It's Yeah, it's but, so funny because then this is how, going back to what you were saying, is that they actually do know what they're doing. They because watching the end of that video, when the camera actually um, focused on the face of the other panel members, you know when you can see embarrassment on people's face mm. and just like a little bit of shame, just like, we know what we've actually done here mm. and we've done it on national I think TV. It's because, I think it's because, and I hope it's because actually the curtain is falling down. Mm. The, 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 the charades, the, the pantomime that these people go through pretending that things aren't what we know that they are. And when I say we, I mean us as a black community know that they are because we've seen them, we've suffered them, we've heard them, we've experienced them. We live it, we breathe it. It happens mm. to us. We're walking through it. We're going through it now. Our forefathers went through it. Our, our future, <laughs> future. So all of this history. Oh no, no, no. That's not what it is. Right. You're mistaken. We're not mad. So I'm hoping, stupid. I'm hoping that they realize that we're starting to realize mm. that you do realize yeah. And so we're not even going to play this game with mm. you anymore because we have wasted far too much time, as Toni Morrison said, mm. being distracted mm. by trying to prove things, by trying to prove our humanity, by trying to prove that we, 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 we are equal, by trying to prove all of this to people who actually know. Yeah. They actually know. And you know when I knew, when I knew that that um, collection of people were actually just being farcical. Do you remember when she was talking, when Afil was talking about um, the tweet and she was talking about um, the fact that um, Meghan had been receiving, Meghan Markle, obviously, mm. um, Prince Harry's wife now, had been receiving a lot of racist abuse before she had um, the baby. And then when she became pregnant and then had the baby, that went up. up yeah. And then the man from LBC leans over to her so patronisingly and said, that wasn't Danny Baker's fault, you know. You know, in, in that moment, moment yeah. in that performative moment, we, he, was, he, was taking the, he was taking the pee. Mm. He was attempting to demean what she was mm. saying. Mm. He was also attempting to derail what she was saying. And he was definitely attempting to distract her mm. from mm. what she was saying. Mm. And by doing those three things, I know 
that you don't really care mm-hmm. about what I'm saying. Yeah, because it was like, hang on, do you think Afro is so is stupid enough to think that Danny Baker is responsible right? for racism so in the, its entirety? Right. So why did you, you, did, you didn't need to lean in to tell you her didn't. that. You didn't. So you only did it for the purpose of distraction, demeaning and derailment. And that tells you all you need to know about your audience. Mm. They're not they're not listening to your message. Mm. And worse still, they know that you're right, but they're never going to give you that credit. They're mm-hmm. going to try to distract, demean, and derail. And for that, <laughs> for that, it's a, I'm, I'm out. not talking about this <laughs> ever again. I'm and that's you. it. So, um, if you ever get the chance to listen to our show, just want you to know that A, don't ever do that again. We totally agree with you. That's it. You've done your time. Conserve you spoke, your energy. Yeah, you've spoken to these people as we said several times on the same platform about racism and they're choosing to be willfully ignorant. So you know what? You willfully just ignore them. Tell them to go and pick up Renee's book. If they've got any questions, maybe send her an email if they want to further discuss things. And if Renee can give them the time, she might do, she might not. It's not up to us anymore. We've done more than enough. Mm. So I just want you to know that we support you and that, you know, continue doing the great work, work that you're doing because you, you you smashed it so um yeah so that shouts out to you so shouts out as well to rappers miss banks linus and lady lachur uk's finest uk's finest um we were talking about them earlier off mic um they've recently just secured a deal with pretty little thing but um i kind of wanted to you know jump on the bandwagon of what you were saying in regards to let's not just speak about them in terms of them just getting this deal because all three of these ladies have actually been doing a hell of a lot um even prior to this deal it's just Mm. that obviously with the platform of um pretty little thing being what it is it's a little bit more their names are a little bit more there's a little bit more buzz about them but um i think again it's really important to make sure that the ones that should be coming forward mm. actually come forward, not just for one thing, but just for several different things. Because these ladies are amazing. I mean, Lady Lashure, we got introduced to her via that um, the movie one day, and she's, I think she's independent. I think she actually owns all of her music and stuff like that. I'll, I'll probably get Ace to kind of um, fill me in on that. But she, she's just been doing bits for the longest amount of time. Mm. I don't even think she lives in this country anymore. I think she lives in Australia. I heard. Yeah. I think she's got a huge following out there. So, Mm. you know, there's so much things that these girls are doing, but for whatever reason, it's kind of kept muted. Yeah. Um, Linus has been going for forever Mm. and a day. So for, for her, definitely good to see her getting some shine. And Miss Banks as well is like coming up through the ranks. So it's nice to see black women, dark skinned black women as well. Like women that look like me and you and your friend and your auntie and just regular just amazing beauty. I don't want to call them regular because that's too much of a. Mm, small but I knew word. what I knew what you meant by yeah, that. Yeah, I knew just what you meant black by women that. just out there doing it like we've always been doing it. Yeah. So again, Rihanna can lead the charge in this. These girls are like just right there with them, and I think it's great that we're actually. It's about being visible. That's yeah. what it is. That I'm thinking that I'm enjoying kind of seeing because before. You know, that was never the case. We were always there, mm. but not really put up on the platform or pushed forward mm. or, you know. And I think talking just literally about visibility, the mm. um, the PYT advert is visually yeah. beautiful. It is. For, for, it looks for, for even me at my age, seeing mm. 
three black UK female artists out there on that kind of platform. It's a big deal. And I hope one of the things that I was saying to you is I hope it's not just a moment. Mm. I hope that we're moving to the stage where corporations, businesses are, are just making decisions on not say, oh, you know, black women are kind of, they're kind of popping nowadays. Let's, but yeah. are just really seeing, actually, these girls really talented. Mm. Yeah, let's put them as the, rather than, you know, this could have been last year's yeah. Love Island lot. Do you know what I mean? But they've got, you've got actually three talented women looking, you know, just melanin goddesses yeah, yeah. just out there doing their thing. And that was really, really good. And I, I say even at my age, so I, th- I, I, I hope that, that same kind of joy is felt within maybe, you know, 14, 15 year olds who may think to themselves, you know, I'm not, I'm not um, light skin or mm. I'm not skinny. You know, am I attractive? Mm. Am I, am I a popular look? You know, cause yeah, these things, it, yeah. these things are, you know, rife as we know um, to be able to look at those, um, as you say, regular, and I know why you use that mm. word, and I know for sure that you didn't mean it in a disparaging way. Mm. Um, to see those women in the, in those moulds doing what they're doing, I think is a really positive thing. So definitely, we're sending them into the yep. light. Look forward to seeing more projects from you guys. Keep it up, ladies. We got our eyes on you. So, guys, we just want to say thank you again for listening. This has been another Two Girls on the Mic episode. And I still think Games of Thrones was shit. <laughs> and I'm still going to have feelings about it for a long time, but I'm sure I'll get over it. So um, hopefully. By we'll next see week, you back. should be over it. Mm, I don't know about that. But yeah, so come and join us next week. We are out of here. Bye.